1: Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning, or anything else really, to joliecare@gmail.com, at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at deadspin. Speaking of Deadspin, it's another Speaking of Deadspin week, you guys. I'm so excited. My guest today is Deadspin's Devora Myers. Hi, Devora. Hi, Julie. I am super excited to have Devorah here since we actually did not have enough mics when we did the Lady Spin episode um, to have her join for that one. And I and I was bummed out. And I also just like felt bad. Um, but this turns out even better because when she gets to have the episode all to herself, she's very special. Um... But also because we are going to be talking all about denim care today, and Devora has a super interesting history with denim and with jeans, and it's actually something that I know a bunch about from my Barnard days. Um, so I think it's going to just add some really interesting color to the subject of denim care generally. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. And I do have some new patrons this week. And once again, Scatterbrain Jolie over here forgot to plug them into the script. But I have a really good excuse for why I'm a little extra scattered this week. Um, so we're recording this on Thursday, September 14th. And earlier today, I had a big guide published in the New York Times to flood and storm cleanup. And it was a it was a big, serious job for me. Um, obviously the subject matter is much, much more serious than what I usually peddle in. Um, and also it was much more high profile than the places that I usually write cause it's the New York times. Um, and so it took, you know, a lot of extra Jolie to make that happen. And it was a pretty tight deadline. And, and so anyway, so I've just been kind of wrapped up in all of that and, and I know you guys will forgive me. I will read all the patron names, um, on the next episode which is Laundry for Goths. And you guys, I'm not going to tell you who it is because I, I feel like I've been like jinxing things by talking about who the guests are coming in. But the guest who's coming in for Laundry for Goths is literally one of my holy grail guests. And I am super, super excited. Um, speaking of which, I also owe Devora like an extra big thank you because the guest I was supposed to have today, John Genuzzi, um, canceled on me on the last minute because he he got confused on the difference between Wednesday and Thursday. Um, days of the week are hard. Yeah, I mean, we should have him <laughs> some slack. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to shade John a little bit for that, but I'm hoping to have him come back. Um, and, um, and, I, and I forgive him. I just got to tease him a little bit about not understanding the difference between Wednesday and Thursday. Um, but Devorah stepped in and saved the day, and, and we're going to have a super fun episode. Before we get into the super fun denim part of the episode, I actually have um, a great listener tip to share with you guys that I am super excited about Um, This comes in response to episode 83, Clean and Swole, with Casey Johnston, uh, my personal hero, Casey. Um, In the second segment of that episode, Casey and I were talking about chafing balms and other ways to prevent irritation from from rubbing, um, you know, when you're at the gym or beyond. Um, And listener Hannah sent me the following note um, to tell me about a product that I actually had not heard about before. So it's always great when I hear from you guys, but it's also especially great when you tell me things I didn't know because then I know more and I get to share. Um, okay. So here is what Hannah had to say. She writes, Hey, Jolie, I just finished episode 83 of Ask a Clean Person, clean and swole. And she says in friends, is it weird to get stressed out by how behind I get on podcasts?" Which No, not at all. I get totally stressed about it, too. Um, Hannah continues. I am not sure if you addressed this in a follow-up episode. I am a heavier lady living in Washington, D.C. and using public transportation slash walking mostly, and I swear by bandolettes when wearing skirts or dresses. I prefer the unisex ones because I feel like they hold up better than the lacy ones. They need to be hand-washed, which isn't a big deal. Anyway, bandelets may be a good solution that aren't Balm and aren't Spanx. So, you guys, I'm going to spell bandelets for you. You can look them up. I look them up on Amazon. There are, indeed, there are two different kinds. There's one that's for women that's lacy. They look like garters. They're actually kind of sexy. They look like garters. They come in all different colors. Um, and then there's one that's unisex that's just plain. It's not lacy at all. It's just a, a plain, flat fabric. Um, and, again, comes in lots of colors. So, Bandalette is spelled b-a-n-d-e-l-e-t-t-e-s Bandalettes. um okay so there we go thank you hannah i really appreciate it and i'm sure um a bunch of our other listeners will appreciate it too so now let us get into our denim care episode um quick aside on what i'm going to do today i've got um I've got a good question that I actually get not super infrequently to kick off the episode. And then for most of the rest of the episode, we're going to do like the gen- your general denim care tips, best practices for washing, drying, how often to wash, how to handle different kinds of denim because there's all different like functions of denim that we have in our lives. The thing I am not going to do on this episode for the sake of time since last week with with poor Giddy, we ended up going so insanely long, um, was I had planned to do a whole thing about indigo dye, about setting indigo dye, about what you need to know about indigo dye, and what to do when indigo dye goes fugitive onto your other belongings. Um, Because that is actually a very involved topic that I want to devote a lot of time to, I'm going to save that and do it as part of laundry for goths, because that will fit right into the sort of dark and black clothing thing. Um, and I think my guest will be very excited about the term fugitive die. So I'm excited about that. I know I'm hyping this guest up. Devorah, I'll, t- I- I'll tell you what. On the bonus episode, I'm going to tell Devorah who, this, who the mystery guest is. <laughs> so if you're a patron, you'll get to know early. Um, and, then, uh, and then also, just so you guys know, for the bonus, I have, um, I have some work updates that Devorah doesn't even know about yet. So I'm going to share those too. Um, okay, so let me have Devorah read the first question from Keith. It's also, it's a, it's a Deadspin guy. You'll, you'll know when you read it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, so he's one of ours. Hi, Jolie. I was at a hockey game
0: and called a guy an a-hole for cutting a line at the concession stand, and lo and behold, he's sitting right behind me. Then when I get up later, I'm stuck to my seat. My go-to <laughs> jeans were covered in gum, and there wasn't, there wasn't any when I sat down, so I can only suspect line cutter McGee. I put them in my freezer for a few days because I'm lazy, slash forgot, and then picked off as much as I could. I'm not sure how to go about getting the rest off. I read about boiling water and a toothbrush, but I'm not sure how that would work. Any tips? Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have some tips. First of all, I like to imagine that both the, that both Keith and Line Cutter McGee are both Deadspin readers. Yes, like that in my in my like fantasy minds, (laughs) like they're both they're both ours.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I actually kind of want to know because it reminds me of when I get like wax on my clothing. Yeah, and like what do I do? I'm gonna
1: help with that. And actually, it's funny that you say the wax thing because um, one of the tips I have is a tip that I just gave in my offspring call a mask a clean person for parents for getting crayon out of clothes, which of course is wax and pigment based. Um, so, but let me, let me start with the, I, you know, look, I got to play to my audience here. So we know that Keith is one of our deadspin guys. So I got to start with WD 40 because the men and many of the women, I mean, I'm one of them. I love WD 40 in a very unnatural way, but like, there is something about men in WD 40 that like, it's like magnet and steel. They just love each other. Um, so one very good way indeed to get sticky shit, basically like gum, Laffy Taffy, and Laffy Taffy is another one I've heard before, um, resin would probably be another one, you know, um, pine sap, is to use WD-40 to remove it from textiles. So here's what you're going to do with the WD-40. You're going to spray a little bit. A little bit of WD-40 goes a long way. You're going to spray it onto the sticky shit. You're going to let the WD-40 sit for 30 to 60 seconds, not longer than that, but don't wipe it immediately up. You want to let the WD-40 penetrate whatever the sticky thing is and do its its work. Um, And remember that 30 seconds is longer than you think it is. So, like, you could time it on your phone or something. Um, Then once you've given it a little bit of time to penetrate the sticky stuff, you're going to just, like, scrape or wipe it away, and then you're going to rinse the area that you put the WD-40 on, under cold rubbing water, and you're going to massage a little bit of dish soap or hand soap or liquid laundry detergent into it to remove the WD-40 residue. Because you don't really want WD-40 hanging around on your clothes for too, too long. Um, then once you've done that, just launder the the item as usual, and and that's you're, you're good to go. So good old WD-40 does thousands of things. You can go look look it up on their website. They even say so. Um, the other thing you can do is you can use hot water. um now, I don't necessarily know that you need to go full boil um but you could I mean, if you wanted to go full boil, the the way that I would suggest it is to put the put the section of the garment that has the gum or whatever it is into the sink and use a kettle to pour boiling water over it because obviously, like, the operation part of it is a little bit awkward when you're talking about a large garment of clothing and boiling water. Like you could scald yourself really, really easily. so I want I don't want you guys like dipping a pair of jeans into a pot of boiling water because it would be very easy for the water to get displaced and roll back on you and burn you. Um, so probably the way to do it would be to put the garment into the sink and just pour a kettle over it if you're gonna if you're gonna go that method. But that wouldn't be really what I would suggest. The other thing I would suggest, actually, that's kind of a split the difference thing, um, which is also the thing you would do for wax, which is the thing you do for crayon, is to soak the item in very, very hot water, you know, in the utility sink, the kitchen sink, the tub, wherever it is, um, with a little bit of Tide Ultra Stain Release. That Tide formula in particular is just like so incredibly good. It's the thing, I wrote about this in my offspring column that my friend and I my friend's daughter had scribbled on her couch with crayon and I was over a couple weeks ago and she was like can you get this out and I was like yeah let's start with the Tide Ultra Stain release and what we did was we diluted we put like gosh maybe just a half a half a teaspoon it wasn't very much at all into the cap of the Detergent bottle, and we diluted it with water, and then we took a dish rag, dipped it into that solution, and just scrubbed the couch, and the crayon came right up. Like that laundry detergent is magic.
0: Well, it makes me grateful that I just have a dog who eats crayons right. and doesn't actually have opposable thumbs to use them.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so that's another um, that's another option is the hot water and the Tide Ultra Stain. Um, the last option is the is the freezing and the scraping, which he tried and. I mean, it sounded like it worked, like you could just refreeze it and keep going. Um, The idea behind that is basically that when you freeze something that's sticky, it contracts, and then it's easier to scrape off. Um, So that leads me right into the second portion of of the fun today, which is most of of what we're going to do today is talk about your general denim care tips. Um, And before I get into the next question from Sarah, I want to say... Don't freeze your jeans, you guys. So here's the thing about freezing. You can, if you want if you want cold legs, <laughs> freeze your jeans because that's about all that freezing is going to get you. The problem with freezing your jeans, the reason why it doesn't work is that you put the jeans in, you freeze them, they come out. Yes, the bacteria, if you swab it, it's not going to come off with, with any bacteria. But the minute you put the jeans on and they come in contact with your body heat, all of the stuff that's in there is going to get reheated up. It didn't go away just because you froze it. So freezing your jeans actually—it it, is—it has been debunked um, as a way to clean jeans. So don't don't bother putting your dirty jeans into the freezer. It just doesn't do anything. If it makes you feel good because you like cold jeans, then great. But that's that's the only function it's going to serve.
0: That sort of sounds like the start of like a horror movie, like jeans frozen for a thousand years. Put them on, it really and, does. and and little things come back to life, and then they start killing everyone in the house.
1: See, Savora gets me. She gets how I like to terrify people. <laughs>
0: Um, isn't that uh, why we're here yes that's exactly why we're here to
1: terrify people um I will I have to tell you Giddy has like not forgiven me for terrifying him about the laundry mat last week He was like he was horrified at the, the way I was describing doing my laundry He was like Jolie this is you are insane
0: I did not hear that but I don't because go- you weren't in the
1: office yesterday when I was in there he was oh. still like I he was like you guys Jolie's nuts that they were like Giddy We've known Jolie for a long time. We know this. I haven't known you that long, and yet I can tell. Yes, you know. know. (laughs) Well, you get to hang out with me outside of the office. Most of the rest of them really don't. Okay, so let me have you read this question from Sarah.
0: How can I properly clean my jeans while taking care of them? I try to prolong the lifespan of my jeans by washing them infrequently in cold water, inside out, on delicate. And then I try then I dry them on a line. Problem is they still smell a little bit. What should I
1: do? All right. I've I've got I've got some I've got some things that you can do. Um so I I actually I think that the way to address this question um is to start with the why and when to wash your jeans question. Because there are so many variables that go into How often we wash jeans and under what circumstances, and I and I think it's probably just help. And I'm not going to dictate any. This is my usual thing, you know. I'm not going to tell you you have to wash your jeans after every wear. I'm not going to tell you that you should never wash your jeans. Like I'm going to give you information. I'm going to give you some guidelines to think about. I'm going to set you out in the world to go be the adults you are and to make the decisions that are right (laughs) for you. And no one should feel bad. And like you know, I like. I, you know,
0: I feel like with that kind of preamble, when you're like, "I'm not going to judge you,"
1: that's
0: I. I feel like a judgment behind that preamble.
1: No, that's the, <laughs> no, no, no. That's the whole point. So, so actually, <laughs> this is good because this is this is I think a thing you don't know about me yet because you haven't known me long enough for this. So, one of the things about ask a clean person is that this is a this is a non judgmental space. And the reason that I give the preambles like this all the time is because what happens is that even though it's a, it's not a judgmental space, um, and I want everyone to feel confident in making their own decisions for themselves and not feeling like I'm dictating, um, is that people still feel guilt, and women especially feel guilt. And when they write to me, they generally open their questions by apologizing to me for, for some some something that they think they've done wrong in life for not cleaning enough. Or, and and I and I'm like, please, I really want to break, especially I want to break women of that habit of apologizing. So I'm just here to give information and to give guidelines and to offer help when people want it. I'm not here to dictate how anyone lives their life.
0: Um, speaking of the apology thing, I recently had to call 911 because my oven wouldn't turn off and my apartment was filling with smoke. And, and and the oven knob was on off, but the oven was was on and I didn't know what to do, but it felt like I felt stupid to like needing to call 911 because (laughs) I couldn't turn my oven off. (laughs) And I feel like that's a pretty good reason actually (laughs) before you burn the building down. And I definitely apologize about four or five yeah. times. Like, I'm not sure if this is like actually if I should call 911. Um, I try calling the local precinct, but no one picked up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the like. Meanwhile, my apartment is filling, filling with, with smoke. smoke. Yes, this is this is a this is a woman <laughs> thing, and like we you know it's a thing we all have to work on. We actually we talked when on um, when I had the the big gang from Lady Spin on. We talked about the like when men tell you to smile on the street and Laura Wagner was like, I'm part of the problem because when they do, it's so automatic for me to like follow orders that I smile and I ruin it for everybody else. Like it's a thing. So we, you know, we all just got to go a little bit easier on ourselves. So, but let, with that said, let me talk about some of the, some of the circumstances under which you might want to say, okay, it's time to wash my jeans. So these are like pretty obvious. Um, but I think while we're stating, if they smell, if they're stretched out and saggy and you want to, like, tighten them back up. We actually had a funny whole conversation. Or you were in the office yesterday. For, I guess you I missed, missed... You missed the... You weren't there when I when Giddy and I were talking. That was what exactly. it was. Um, yeah, Devorah and Hannah and I had, like, a very funny conversation about, like, washing our jeans so that they would be skinny again. Um, when they're visibly dirty. Yeah. Um, the, um, the other thing, and this is super personal, but I add it because because people have said this to me before. Um, If dirty jeans make you feel upset, like some people have said to me, like the thought of wearing jeans more than like three times makes me feel like gross. And that's okay. It's not, it is not gross, but if it makes you feel that way, it is okay to own that feeling. And again, to make a choice that makes you feel comfortable. If you don't, if you aren't moved by that at all, then don't worry about it. You don't need to feel the way that everybody else feels. That is really a-okay. Um, so those are kind of the bullet points on it. But I want to I get into a little bit more specifics um, about you know, sort of the, the whys of why you want to wash your jeans versus not wash your jeans. So the pros and cons of each. Um, so first of all, you guys probably have heard a lot about the never wash people, you know, the like, the like Tommy Hilfiger never washes his jeans. Um, that's That's, fine. If you want to never wash your jeans again, that is your choice, your jeans, your choice. How many pairs of jeans is he? Well, that's have? the other thing about Tommy Hilfiger. I'm like, but you have access to unlimited pairs of jeans. In theory, you could wear a new, unwashed pair of jeans every day of your life. You're Tommy Hilfiger. You you literally make jeans. It's it's like when
0: really really rich rich women talk about like their how, how they work life balance, and I'm just like, how much childcare do you have at home that you're not mentioning? Right.
1: <laughs> like it's <laughs> right, exactly. Um. Okay. So the thing about the, ne- the, the, the never wash people um, is that the claim behind never washing them is that washing jeans breaks down the denim and fades the dye. What they don't mention, however, is that not washing jeans will lead to a buildup of body oil, of skin, of grime, and those factors will also cause denim to break down and fade. So y- y- you're not you're not really so- solving a problem. You're you're coming out even. So like you might as well have clean jeans, but you're not coming out even.
0: Both cases, you're even when it comes to breaking down the dye, but in the never wash case, you have body oil and grime. So the never wash people. They're, it's not even with.
1: No, it is. It is actually even because the um, the body oil will break down denim. It's not just the dye. No, we're talking about the. You were saying in
0: both cases, you break like the evenness is just the breakdown of the um, the oil and the dye.
1: No, both things. The ne- the never wash people say mm-hmm. that washing causes two problems. The first problem is that it causes the denim to break down, and the second that it causes causes the dye to fade. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is that the buildup of oils, dead skin and grime will also cause the denim to break down and it will also cause the dye to fade. So so you're coming out even in terms of the the wear and tear on your jeans from washing and from not washing. So you might as well go ahead and wash because then you your jeans won't grimy and smell bad.
0: Oh, I understood yeah. that. I was just saying that, like, in both cases you get breakdown of, of oil, of right. the of the dye, and w- in one case you're wearing filthy jeans.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, this is exactly it. Um, okay. So so that's, you know, that's that. But, but again, like, if you want to never wash your jeans, never wash your jeans. That is okay. They're not my jeans. And you're not sitting on my lap. So, there we go. Um, washing... Depends on your usage. So how often you wash is really going to depend on how you're using your jeans. And we use our jeans in different ways. Um, Here are a few things to think about. So again, like if they smell, if they're visibly dirty, if they're stretched out, those are circumstances under which you might want to wash your jeans. Um, One thing to say, however, about the visibly dirty thing is that most laundry soil, which is a technical term we use in the industry, I have all kinds of fun weird technical terms that that come in my line of work which is, are very fun.
0: I have lots of skills named after Russian gymnasts that yes.
1: comes in my line of work. so <laughs> <laughs> we can like have a knowledge exchange that's right that's <laughs> right. Um, so lo- most laundry soil is invisible and when we say laundry soil we mean the invisible laundry soil is stuff like the body oil, the dead skin that's invisible um, but it's there. Um, so the rule of thumb, for kind of a kind of a guideline of how often to wash, so it's not once a week. you, you in terms of laundry, you always talk about how often to wash in terms of usage. Um, and that's because, say, in the case of towels, some people shower twice a day, which means they're using their towel twice in one day. If I were to say, wash your towel once every three days, That wouldn't account for the difference in someone who showers twice a day versus someone who showers every other day. So we always say by usage. And it's the same thing with your jeans. Um, Some people wear their jeans every single day. Some people wear them once a week. So we go by usage. Um, So for jeans, the rule of thumb is every, say, three to five wearings on the low end to every ten wearings on the high end. It's just a good range for you. You can do more, you can do less, you you just adjust. But I I know people really like to have like the how often should I? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, because I don't dictate these kinds of things because we all have different circumstances and needs and access and all that kind of stuff. I just like to give a range. So I I think that's a helpful range um, to give. Not too draconian, right? No. And I guess
0: my I wonder is how do people keep track You know, because I think sometimes I will wear a pair of jeans, let's say, two days in a row and then put them away. And then I pull them out of my drawer. Right. A week later or two weeks later, in my brain, I
1: think it's like I've almost reset the clock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not an exact science. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that does exactly happen. And I have that problem with my bras because – so, you know, bras are – every three to six wearings is the is the sort of guideline for bras but I don't wear bras very I wear sports bras almost every I'm sitting here in a sports bra right now um and so yeah sometimes I forget I'm like god when how many times have I worn that pink one like and then y- usually the answer is if I don't know I should wash it yeah I it's I guess, just my better to you know yeah I guess i be clean pink. than sorry <laughs> Well, that would definitely be true for you, but it's not necessarily true for everyone. That's
0: Fair, that is very fair. Tamara. I feel like sometimes, like jeans are like shoes; you just wear them. Kind of, you know. I it, mean, they're durable. They're durable. Yeah, you know, so you don't think about how many times you wear your shoes. Yeah, but they're that's different. It's I know different. they're different, and I do wash my jeans. I'm not in the yeah. never wash. I know, Kim, you know. I know. But I'm not in the. Three every three wearings can't be. Either. That's fair. <laughs> I
1: probably am not either. I probably I'm probably around every. I'm actually maybe on my three to five because I like to shrink them up to you know, the saggy knees and stuff like that bugs me. That will,
0: that reason is probably why I wash them as often as I do. Right. It's probably I don't unless I like got a stain on it like something spilled on my jeans. The I probably wash it to make them skinny. Yeah, more than
1: to get them clean. Exactly. That's, that's totally fair. Um, so listen, this is a good time for us to take a quick, quick break. Uh, Devorah and I will be right back with more about your jeans. I'm going to talk about the best practices for washing, um, drying, machine washing, all that stuff. And then I'm going I'm to try to touch on Sarah's question about the smells and some things that she can do about that. Uh, this is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm joined by Deadspin's Devora Myers. You know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to mention your book. Oh, yeah.
0: Can you tell them about your book? So I wrote a book called The End of the Perfect Ten. It's about women's gymnastics. You know, America's pastime.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen, the gymnastics are literally the thing that like we all watch the Olympics for. So it's, you know. you know, and at this point,
0: I would say that Simone Biles is as famous as basically any athlete in the United States. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's fair. That's fair. So, so, yeah. So, yes, it's America's pastime. There you go. You that.
1: Know. Oh, and it's. Before. Move over. <laughs>
0: Move over baseball.
1: <laughs> um. Alrighty, So, yeah, I was like we were talking before we got started and she was like, can I mention my book? And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't put your book in the script in the intro. I'm such a jerk. Yes, please do that. And then of course, we probably got started babbling at each other about jeans and forgot. It, it was more, you know, it's been a
0: year since it's come out. And, you know, when I was doing interviews like around the time it came out, you
1: know, I brought it up a lot. But now it's kind of like, oh, should I mention it? Probably. Right. Yeah, I read yeah, you, you should. Now, here's the other thing. You should mention before we seg back into my my like best practices about washing denim. I want you to tell the listeners about your history with jeans and denim. So um, thanks. Yeah. No, no, no. Because, it's, so, you know, it's no, no, I, definitely. It was interesting to me as an 18 year old who came to Barnard and didn't know about any of this. Um, you know, I I grew up with like totally reformed Jews. And I was, you know, I mean, I was at Bar and Bat Mitzvahs every weekend in middle school because mm-hmm. that was the, the like community I lived in. Um, but I didn't grow up around particularly religious Jewish people. And when I arrived at Barnard at age 18, there was this whole new world that I was exposed to that you grew up in. Mm-hmm. And it does have, there is a denim tie-in. Yeah, so I grew up
0: in the Orthodox Jewish community in Brooklyn. And for a lot of people, when they think of Orthodox Jews, they think of like guys with beards and black hats. And that there was, I guess there were some people like that in my community, but it was a little more modern. But the general standard was that women wore skirts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I grew up basically only wearing skirts, except if we were like in Miami on vacation because you know the rules don't apply when you're in South Florida, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, and we all when we weren't in school in uniforms, we weren't in synagogue on the Sabbath, wore jean skirts. And one, it, it's it's interesting because I think you know speaking of America's pastime, like denim, it, like jeans are what people wear in the United States. And to and it, I always felt it was like our way of sort of trying to kind of observe the rules and sort of maintain our, you know, our uniqueness and our observance and our identity. But it was also a way of also trying to assimilate Assimilate, into, you know, wider American culture. And so it's different from like an ultra-Orthodox community where they wouldn't even have necessarily that assimilationist urge at all. So if you go into those communities, I don't want to say you'll never see women in jean skirts, But you really won't see it very often. Right. Whereas, like, amongst me and my friends, that's what we wore on the weekends. Right. And we tried our best to sort of adopt the styles of the time. So I remember when carpenter jeans were really big, (laughs) we had carpenter jean skirts. Oh, my God. I
1: love that. And
0: I'm so sad that that slideshow is gone because I had all those photos. And then... Cargo pants were big. We had cargo. cargo jean shorts. Je- a je- jean skirt? I love that. And, um, and we always had to do like little things to, you know, you'd go into a store, for instance, like the Gap, and you'd see a skirt that you really wanted to buy. But I remember like in high school and college, there were like skirts that like long, like Gap was like selling these long denim skirts that had like a slit all the way up the front. Mm-hmm. And so I remember buying one of them and then taking it to... The, you know, seamstress and sewing it down the slit down to my knee, right? To close it to my knee, right?
1: So that you could have you could, you would be modest,
0: modest but still but fashion- modern, yeah. yeah. And
1: it's it's kind of
0: you know. And then eventually, I started to wear jeans, and now basically I live in them like everyone else. Right. And as you know, and jeans are just great, yeah. And you can and I never want to go back to just wearing jean skirts, but I did find an old jean skirt that I used to own in high school, and I'm actually wearing it today. She is
1: wearing it, and it's okay. It looks, it looks so cute and modern, actually. I mean, like, I really would not have known, um, partly because, so I, I'm i a little bit older than Devora. so, like, when she's talking about the styles that were, like, you know, cool when she was in high school and college, it would have been a, a bit after my time. And during my time at Barnard, um, <clears throat> where there is a, a very, very large modern Orthodox community of students, um, the look was... Ankle length denim skirts with sneakers and like um, scrunchy socks and big oversized college logo sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Ivy League ones were particularly hot. Um, and but that was really the look that like they all went in for. And sometimes they would wear flannel shirts because it was the '90s for me. So flannel shirts were very big. So oversized flannel shirts with their with their long denim skirts was the big look. Um, but I you know I remember seeing this because you know, obviously when you, when you come in and you see something, you see a lot of people wearing one style that's a little unusual, you you sort of go like, hmm, there's something there. Um, and then of course, you know, I very quickly learned what it was and, and what it was an indicator of. And it was like, okay, well, yeah, it, it did feel like exactly what you described, like it was their way of looking like everybody else while still observing the modesty i don't want to say laws because laws isn't the right word for it um uh, it's not the wrong word for it okay <laughs> <laughs> well remaining modest you know yeah. so anyway so it's just it was just a, it's a part of my life in a way then and it was interesting and it ended up being great that devora could be here for the denim episode so let's go into um my best practices for washing denim um so I like I first wanna say I've got this like I've got this set of terms that they're just terrible. Um <laughs> and if you guys come up with better ones, please let me know. Um but these actually these terms date back to um my first stint at Deadspin um when I was still doing the call a mask a clean person and not just the podcast over at Deadspin. Um I did a huge monster post um, about denim care. And I had done like a poll of the readers, like how often do you wash your jeans and who's washing them and how they're getting washed and all of this kind of stuff. And it was just one of those big, you know, big Jolie care production kind of things. And in the course of writing that post, in order to differentiate between different kinds of denim, I used the term functional versus fashion denim and what i mean by that is when i say functional denim i mean the jeans you throw on to go do the yard work the jeans you throw on to go to the grocery store on saturday morning the jeans that you're like running around in that you there maybe that you're wearing to go paint your friend's house that that kind of stuff is what i was referring to with with functional denim and fashion denim is like you know the jeans you wear into the club um so I, I want to differentiate bet- between those two because the way that you approach washing them is going to be different. Your functional denim does not need to be treated with the same kid gloves that maybe your, like, $200 jeans that you're wearing to the club needs to be treated with. So, so that, those, are, these, those are the terms. We might, they might actually be so bad that we're stuck with them. That happens a lot in my university, Devorah. Um <laughs> So let me go through the, the, the instructions or the, the best practices about your functional denim. The first thing is, is you know, as they get soiled, go ahead and wash them. Cold water, regular detergent, nothing special. Dry them on high or medium heat. Totally fine. Um, I want to give you three things, three common stains that happen with your functional denim And what to use to treat them. There are, of course, other things you can use other than these, but I kind of want to do just like a a fast pass for you. Um, Again, and there's this huge monster deadspin post. So if you need to go back to that for reference, you can always Google Jolie Care Fashion Denim. (laughs) And then I'll see it coming up in the autofill and I'll be like, whoa, it's terrible. I'm so embarrassed. Um, it's Devora. If yeah. you just
0: do my first name, Devora, <laughs> and you start the word gymnastics, if you just do a G, <laughs> it's just gymnastics, basically. You don't even need to use my last name.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so here are three three common things that happen with our functional genes. The first is paint stains. Um, so for that, the thing I really, really recommend is a product called Motzenbachers Lift-Off. They have formulas for acrylic and for latex paint, so get the right one depending on which kind you've been using. Motsenbacher's is spelled M-O-T-S-E-N-B-O-C-K-E-R apostrophe S. Motzenbachers liftoff. Very good stuff. When
0: you were starting to say that name, I was like, maybe I'm just too Jewish right now, (laughs) but I'm like, Matzabal? Like, that was where my brain was going.
1: (laughs) That's a good place for your brain to go. I'm now hungry. Yeah. Um... The second common one that happens on our functional denim is grease. And for that, you're either going to use your less Oil or your Pine Sol, dab it on the stain, launder as usual. Or you're going to use my old cornstarch trick, which is lay the garment flat, put a big anthill style mound of cornstarch on the grease stain, let it sit 12, 24, 48 hours, brush the cornstarch away, launder um, in the case of grease stains, you guys remember my rule about the grease stains. If you put a grease stain item into the washing machine, let it air dry because a wet item of clothing can... can what word am I looking for? Obscure. I totally lost a word there. Um, can obscure a grease stain that hasn't come out. And if you put it into the dryer, you'll set the heat will set the stain. So always err on the side of air drying when you've laundered something with a grease stain. The last thing for the functional denim, um, is, is what's known as heavy soiling. Um, and for that, what, I mean, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing like when you've been gardening or doing yard work and the, and they're, they're filthy, um, that's heavy soiling. What you want to do for that is just use a really good detergent. The Tide Ultra Stain Release is really, really good, um, You can also soak the jeans If they're really stained, you can soak them in OxyClean or Borax or something like that before you launder them. That will help with soiling and staining. The last thing to think about is using a clothing brush, especially if you're talking about literal soil, um, to to brush away dirt before you go in and start um, the laundering process. Okay, so our fashion denim. This is our, you know, wear into the club jeans.
0: Yeah, because when I'm doing things around the apartment or picking up groceries, it's yoga pants. Oh, yeah. Does it, I mean, I yeah. guess your guys might have functional denim, but most women I know are just in their in ex, yoga pants In yoga pants and yeah. they're doing all of the yeah. other stuff. I mean, stuff. I have
1: kick around jeans that I throw on, um, but yeah. I'm I'm probably mostly in yoga pants these days, but you know people are still wearing their their kick around jeans, so it's it's worth it's worth talking about. Oh, totally. Um. Also, the thing is, like, a lot of my yoga pants are really expensive, so like, I wouldn't I wouldn't wear my yoga pants when I was painting. I wear like you know I have like a pair of painting jeans. I I
0: wouldn't paint. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <I>, enough. I just had to pay someone to put up a shelf in my apartment because <laughs> That's fine. because I you know like i
1: yeah. stay in my lane i yes, I, it. I don't know. i painted my bedroom last year by myself and it was a huge mistake i should have hired someone to do it cuz i'm too i'm short and it was an ordeal and
0: when my apartment had to be repainted cuz you know when you're in your place for like 5 to 7 years mm-hmm. yeah they have to do it i bought a color for the trim and then i just convinced the guy that the my landlord had sent to paint my apartment I, this was like Please, could you just do some color trim on my door frame? guys? yeah. And that's it. But otherwise, yeah, I can't be bothered.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so for your fashion denim, the way that I'm going to structure this, you guys, is I'm going to go through your machine washing best practices, your hand washing best practices, your machine drying best practices, and your air drying best practices. And then I'll talk about two other alternatives that you can consider. Using okay, so this is just going to be like a a a data dump of information. Um, So for machine washing your good denim, your best practices are the following: use cold water, always cold water, always cold water, always cold water. Maybe even use the delicate cycle to reduce agitation because agitation will break fibers down. Even though denim is a heavy duty. Material and can withstand more agitation. In the case of your really good denim, you might want to treat it to the delicate cycle. Consider if they're dark jeans. Obviously, if they're if they're your white jeans, don't do this. But if they're dark jeans, consider using a darks detergent like Cheers for Darks. So that will help to preser- preserve the integrity of the dye. Um, also, in the case of dark denim specifically, do not use any kind of detergents or boosters with optical brighteners. So that's stuff like. OxyClean White Revive is optical brightener. Don't do that because it will fade a dark dye. It's also a really good idea to turn your jeans inside out before you wash them for two reasons. First of all, most of the soiling that's happening, especially on your fashion denim, is happening on the inside. Because, again, it's that body oils, the skin, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And so you want to let the water and detergent come in the most contact with that stuff which is on the inside of the jeans. The other reason is that turning them inside out will also help to to protect against fading. So if you want to machine wash your good jeans, though that's that's how you're gonna do it to keep them in the best possible shape. But you also may opt to hand wash your jeans. And a lot of people do this again, you know, if we're talking about a like two, three hundred dollar pair of jeans, sure. I mean, go ahead and hand wash them. Hand washing is pretty painless. I'm not going to go through all of the specific hand-washing instructions because I've done that a lot on this show and they're out there in the world a lot. um, And I don't want to bore you guys to death, but these are the best practices for hand-washing your fashion denim. Again, cold water. You'll do your hand-washing. Make it a relatively short hand-washing experience. So put them into the detergent solution, give them a few pumps, let them hang around in the solution, maybe five minutes. Um, again, that's going to cut back on the color loss and the dye compromising that's going to go on there. Um, not actually a bad idea to use a no-rinse formula like Soak Wash because, again, if you the less you're exposing the jeans to water, the less you're going to impact the dye. So Soak Wash is um, a delicate hand wash detergent that doesn't require rinsing. So you just put a little bit in, you put the jeans in, you let them soak, and then you drain it, and you're done. I don't know how it works, I know it works. It's actually the Sweet Home's pick for best um, hand washing detergent. I I think I'm actually like just made a mental note
0: to go buy that. <gasps> I'm very excited to hear that. I my Good. life just might be changed. But I'm just
1: thinking more in terms of my delicates. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's. I mean, it's great for del. It's great for del. I've used it and I really like it. And it comes in a bunch of nice scents, and there's also an unscented version if you prefer that. And it really does make doing hand washing so much cutting because really, the rinsing part is the most labor-intensive part. Exactly, and so cutting that whole section of hand washing out is is just like a huge boon to the process. And
0: I'm super lazy,
1: yeah, <laughs> um, and that's okay. I mean, you have better things to do. Um, Netflix. Okay, when it comes when, once you've either. Once you've drained your wash water, if you're using something like soak or you've done your rinsing and you've drained whatever place you're doing, usually the kitchen sink is where I recommend, but utility sink, tub, all those places work too. Um, roll the jeans up like a cigar or, or realistically a joint, um, which will help to press out water. Do not wring the jeans. Don't twist them. That is going to stretch the fibers in a way that they won't like, Um Then once you've done that initial like rolling to press out as much water as you can, take a a clean dry towel, lay the jeans flat on them and roll them up in the jeans. That's going to extrude even more water. Um, Then I'm going to talk about drying in air drying in in just a second. So let me dip back over into our machine land and talk about machine drying best practices. Really only two things you need to know. Um, The first is dry the jeans inside out, again, to help protect against fading um, and use, you know, low, low heat really is best. Um, Even medium heat is pretty high um, and and the heat will cause fading. I always just air dry them. Okay, so I just take them out of
0: the machine and just
1: dry. I love that. Because Um, oh my god! Because the next thing in the literally the next line in my note says air dry equals best. So you're 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 perfect, Devora.
0: And I also already wash them on cold water, mostly because I was raised in a household where we didn't separate colors, and my mother
1: just dumped everything in, jumped everything in and it horrifies people, but I just sort of dump everything into the laundry. That's okay. I'll get you some color catchers. We'll solve that problem. It's no problem. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, okay. So air drying really is best. And there are two different ways that you can air dry. Um, there are some pros and cons to each. Neither, neither is wrong. Um, just do whatever is best for your setup and whichever seems like more in line with what sounds like less of a pain in the ass too so the first way is to air dry by lying flat um, so you know you've you've rolled your jeans up in, in their towel if you've if you've um hand washed them or you've taken them out of the of the machine if you've machine washed them and you just want to put them down on a towel lay them flat you know kind of smooth them out so they don't dry super super wrinkled the only thing about that is that you're going to have to flip them halfway through because they won't dry evenly um, the other way is to hang them off of, um, like, a. a he- it has to be a heavy clipped pants hanger, pants or skirt hanger. Um, it should be heavy duty. The problem with that, so that is going to allow them to dry more easily. One problem with that is that it can cause them to stretch out a bit in length. Mm-hmm. So if, like, I have one pair of jeans that is too, already too long that I cuff because I actually like the, the way they look cuffed anyway mm. um, but like I wouldn't want them to stretch out in length anymore so I wouldn't want to hang dry them the reason they'll stretch is because the weight of the heavy denim as it's hanging will pull downwards it's just just gravity
0: what about those um I have like one of those wooden drying racks I put into Well, I have like a very tiny apartment. So basically it just goes into my tub and like all the things I can't go into the dryer. Right. Go there.
1: Yes. So actually a drying rack is probably ideal. The one thing that you want to do, though, is you want to lay them over a few of the dowels because otherwise you're going to get a dowel. If you just hang them over one dowel, you're going to end up with like a dowel line on the rear end of your jeans and you're not going to like that.
0: I guess. I mean, everything, it just has so much, I guess the jeans I wear so much spandex. I don't worry about things like wrinkling because that's not really going to happen. Okay. You know? Yep. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Um, uh, Okay. So that, there are your best practices. The last two things to mention um, before we wrap this baby up and go record our bonus um, is that, you know, again, I want to say never washing is an option. That's fine. That's fine. The other thing is a lot of people dry clean their jeans. Yeah, a lot of people dry clean their jeans. And that was a thing that came out in that poll that I did on Deadspin, that a lot of people dry clean. Oh, my God, she's she's clutching her pearls. (laughs) She's not even wearing pearls, and she's clutching her pearls. Oh, my God. Now, I will say I have never dry cleaned a pair of jeans. I, 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 I I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I also understand it. Again, if we're talking about a $300 pair of jeans, I get it. I totally get it.
0: Yeah, I'm just you know I've lost the capability of speaking.
1: <laughs> she re- she is literally speechless. <laughs> G- Giddy gagged last week at something I said to him, but I'm not even saying. The thing is, is that Giddy gagged over something that I literally do in my own life. I but you're gagging over something that the deadspin readers do.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry, deadspin readers. I love you, but
1: the fact that they have that they're too fancy for you is funny. Yeah! Congratulations, Deathspin readers. You you've you've outfancied Devorah. Well,
0: I'm a real dirtbag, though. I
1: was <laughs> <laughs>
0: <So, laughs> I'm just impressed after you described all those things. I was expecting to sit here and just and hear like one thing after another that I was doing wrong. So the fact that I used cold water and air drying made me feel like the classiest person. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I learned that people are dry cleaning their jeans. And it was like I had this moment where I was high society and the next moment I'm just like trash. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well I'm glad we're ending
1: on this note because this was very spirited. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, that's what you get when you bring me on.
1: <laughs> that's true. I, I did know it would be a spirited episode. And listen, on that note, Devorah, thank you so much for being here. This was really, really fun. And I appreciate that you stepped in at the last minute. Oh, thanks for having me. Ladies spin forever. Ladies spin forever. And you gave me the cool little lint roller. I sure you did. know that I have a dog who sheds in everything. Yes, I sure do. Because we've, we've been talking a lot about that. Um, and so also, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to my listeners for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast.